0: You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's
1: unlimited blessings.
0: Today, I receive all of God's love for you. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing and miracles. Today I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I am God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And Because I am blessed, I'm blessing the world in Jesus' name. A. Everybody, can you please join me in giving honor to God's Word as we sing, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Today we are on uh, Talk 9 of Side A and Side B. And let me ask you this, has God been speaking to you through this series? If he is, I hope that you haven't just been listening to it but you're actually applying it because God's word can only grow roots once you receive it and then apply it, okay? So here's our talk title for today, write this down. I wanna preach this to you and I pray that you receive this. This is a reminder to anybody who has been struggling this season. If that's you, give us a virtual hands up. I want you to know this, okay? That Jesus is your brother. Okay, Jesus is your brother. And I know that that might sound a little bit cliche-ish, but you know, to say how this message deeply ministered to me this week is an understatement. I think that it would benefit some of you who have been battling with insecurity or battling with fear or worry or even battling with loneliness to know that you are a part of God's family. That's right, you, you are God's child. That's why Jesus is your brother. Okay, anyway, let's dive into our reading for today. We are in Matthew chapter 17, and let me give you a quick recap, all right? We are at the point in this story where Jesus is about to enter into the city of Jerusalem and begin the inevitable and then excruciating journey towards the cross, okay? Jesus knows that this is gonna end in pain very soon. Samaritan people, listening to this are like, yeah, you know, that's the same feeling that I had when I was walking down the aisle that day, okay? If you're married, don't say that to your spouse unless you wanna sleep in the in the couch tonight, okay? <laughs> anyway, we're about to see Jesus go into a very tumultuous collision course with the chief priests and the elders of the temple. So I want you to, if, to go to um, chapter 17. If you've got a physical Bible, go to chapter 17, verse 22, okay? Let's read together. When they came together in Galilee, Jesus said to the disciples, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him. And on the third day, he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. Verse 24. Now, after Jesus and his disciples arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma temple tax came to Peter and asked, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? And Peter replies, yes, he does. Okay, just a quick little background, all right? Know that the temple mentioned here is not just you know one small little building, okay? It was actually a sprawling complex built on 15 hectares of land. So imagine how expensive it was to maintain that. I happen to live in an 80 square meter condo unit. And you know, our electricity bill, bill here alone during summer, it's so high that I might need to sell one of our kids very, very soon. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But 15 hectares is no joke, okay? How did they support the operational costs of the temple? Well, they collected a temple tax once a year from every adult male Jew. How much was the tax? The Bible says two drachma. That's roughly the equivalent of uh, two days worth of wages. And you know, back then, that wasn't cheap. So. In this story, the religious leaders, they they somehow found a way to persecute Jesus by claiming that he was a tax evader. Okay, now, how did Jesus address them? How did he answer back? Now, Matthew says this in verse 25. Let's read. When Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. And he says, What do you think, Simon? He asked, From whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes? from their own children or from others, okay? Let me break it down for you. Jesus retorts by asking a question. Who should the kings of the earth collect their taxes from? From from their own kids or from other people? Take note that during ancient times, not everybody paid taxes. If you were royalty, you and your family were tax-free. Now today, everybody is taxed. That's why it's very different. If you've got a job, you pay taxes, okay? So to explain this better to you, Um, Let me give you a very beautiful illustration, okay? Imagine if one day over dinner here in our home, I make this all of a sudden random announcement to Ethan since, you know, Ellie, our, uh, how how old is she, Uh, 45 day old? Okay, since Ellie can only understand the words "goo goo gaga for now, okay? I will talk to Ethan and I will tell him, Ethan, we have news for you, okay? Effective tomorrow. If you wanna keep living with me and Mama, you will have to pay 300 pesos per night, okay? And if you want breakfast, lunch, dinner, you have to pay 900 pesos a day. But please know that that's just the basic package. That doesn't include dessert and merienda yet. And I know that you want that, okay? If you want that, you have to get the executive package. And that means that you have to pay an additional 700 pesos per day. That's a grand total of uh, 1,900 pesos per day for full board and lodging, okay? Which comes out to around, you know, 57,000 per month. But by the way, mommy and I will require two months advance deposit, okay? What do you think that, that Ethan will say to that, all right? Simple, Ethan is gonna say, but Dada, I'm your son. Isn't that what your children will say? But, but dad, but mom, I'm your child. See, that's what Jesus was saying in this reading. I don't need to pay the temple tax because, hey, I'm the son of the owner. As a matter of fact, I'm the one being worshiped in the temple. Although you're gonna find out later that Jesus actually did in fact pay the tax, even if he didn't need to, all right? Brother Bo's gonna preach this. But the Bible shows us that Jesus as young as 12 years old, knew that he was already the son of God, right? From the book of Luke, one time when his parents, Mama Mary and St. Joseph thought that they lost Jesus, they found Jesus where? At the temple, right? Jesus said this, didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? See, Jesus knew that the temple was his home. He knew that God was his father and he knew that he was the son. By the way, let me say this, all right? There were other Jewish rabbis who also called God Father, but what was so radical about Jesus was that he not only called God Abba, but he also asked his friends, his disciples to do the same. When he taught them to pray, he said, here's how you pray, our Abba who are in heaven, holy be your name. See, it was short of saying to his disciples, my dear friends, I want you to call God Abba. In fact, in the story that we just read, when Jesus gives instructions to Peter where to get the money to pay for the payment for the tax, he tells Peter to actually include himself in the payment. Why? Because Jesus saw Peter as a brother. And what Jesus enjoyed as the Son of God, guess what? Peter enjoyed it too. And you also enjoy that as well because Jesus is your brother. I hope and pray that you are receiving this message. Because if not, let me simplify it to you right now by just sharing one of the most powerful and one of the most famous parables of Jesus as documented by uh, St. Luke, all right? You're gonna find it in the Gospel of St. Luke. Jesus says, he tells this story that once upon a time, there was a wealthy man who had two sons, okay? The two were, uh, were living uh, both comfortably in their dad's house, but the younger son, wasn't satisfied, he, he wanted out. So one day, he asked his dad if he could, you know, cash in his inheritance and the dad agrees to it. Now the younger brother takes the money, he packs his things and then he moves abroad. Okay, after a few months of uh, you know, reckless shopping in Lazada, he eventually loses and blows all of his money and, and now he's bankrupt. Now, it wasn't long till he got real hungry. So he convinced a local farmer to give him a job, even if it meant feeding pigs. And you know, that's when he realized this deep hole that he was in and having lost his status and his money and his pride, you know, he regains something very valuable, humility and a whole lot of common sense. So he swallows his pride and walks back and returns to his father. Now, the father, upon seeing his long lost son, you know what the father does? He runs up to him and then embraces him. He then asks all of his servants to prepare a sumptuous feast in honor of his son's return while the son washes himself clean and then wears good clothes again, okay. You know, if I was in the shoes of that prodigal son, I would probably ask myself only one question, okay? I will not ask how I was able to mismanage all that money that was entrusted to me. I won't even ask how I managed to make a mess out of my life. I will not even ask how I managed to end up living like a pig. The only question that I would ask myself is this, why did I leave my father's house? Why did I ever leave? I mean, it seems to me that every single thing that I ever needed was in my father's house. I ate well, I dressed well, I bathed well. I was well taken care of in my father's house. Let me preach this to you. Too many times we wander off from God's house thinking, okay? You know, we squander our divine inheritance thinking, thinking that we, we could do it our way, thinking that we could be successful on our own, thinking that we have all the wisdom and the talent. The problem is, you know, when you do that, you start living only at the level of your standards. And when you live according to your standards, my gosh, my friend, it feels like there's never enough, right? Like you're always running out, like you're always wanting for more. God wants you to live according to His standards. Because when you live according to God's standards, you know, you will realize that there is always an abundant supply of what you need and there is so much more in store to go around for others. God is a loving parent and just like any parent. God doesn't want scraps or leftovers or anything substandard or mediocre for you. God only wants the best, the very best for you. If you believe that, type that in. God wants the best for me. That's right. But more often than not, you know, the choices that we make or the road that we take, it's not always the best. Because sometimes instead of going nearer or closer to the Lord, what do you do? you stray away and you walk farther and farther away from the Lord. Now, if you have been a prodigal child, here's my advice. Stay in God's house. Don't wander off. Don't go away. Come on, stay. Stay in His protection. Stay in His provision. Stay in His congregation. In fact, when the enemy tells you to be fearful this week because of a shortage, and he'll tell you to stray away and do things on your own, tell yourself this. I know my place. I know my identity. I know who I am. God is my father and Jesus is my brother. Amen, somebody. Let me pray for you before we close this part. Bow down your head. Father, we thank you. And I thank you for loving this person on the other side of the screen. Thank you for loving this person more than enough that you never quit on them. No matter how stubborn they are, no matter how many times they walk away from you, thank you that you are that faithful servant who will find no rest whenever a sheep is lost. You are the perfect father. Lead this person back to your house today and may may they dwell in your house forever. In Jesus' name. One more time, everybody, let's sing in honor of God's word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Give the Lord a big hand for speaking today. But We are far from done because I'm going to call the next preacher and he is going to close this with a bag. So please welcome everybody, none other than Brother Bo Sanchez.
1: I so love our powerful message for today. You, you are God's child. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. And Jesus is your brother. Man, that's powerful. Hi, everybody. This is Bo Sanchez. And we need to continue the story because it is amazing. Jesus gives instructions to Peter. This is how it ends. Jesus gives instructions to Peter to pay for the tax, the temple tax, for the two of them. Let's read. But so that we may not cause offense, underline, underline, offense, so that we may not cause offense, go to the lake and throw out your line, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth and you will find four drachma coin, a four drachma coin, take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Before I flesh out the meaning of this passage, can I give you some Bible trivia? Here it is. Many Bible scholars think that this did not actually happen. Why? Because Matthew himself did not say that it happened. He stopped at, this is what Jesus said, and do this, do this, do this. He did not say, and Peter put on his fishing jacket, got onto the boat, and, you know, s- put some suntan uh, lotion on his face, and then threw the line in the hook, uh, if the, hook's lined, <laughs> threw the, the his, his fishing line, and then caught the fish, opened the mouth, got the coin. He didn't say that. And so Bible scholars will say, why? Ah, because this was, yun pala, a very popular folk tale during the time of Jesus. So most likely, this was a joke, would you believe? A humor coming from Jesus saying, would would you believe we have no money for temple tax, but the Father will provide? So anyway, I just wanted to give you that Bible trivia. But whether or not you believe, whether or not these Bible scholars are true, that this did not actually happen, the central message is very, very, wow. Like a wonderful, powerful message because this is what Jesus said. But so that we may not cause offense. Mm. You kind of like say, Jesus, are, are are are, are you the one talking? Of, you're, you're now concerned about offending people when just a few verses before this, you were offending left and right the Pharisees and Sadducees and calling them hypocrites and then all of a sudden, but so that we may not cause offense. Do you know how powerful this message is? Because it is this. Here's how to solve this puzzle. Are you ready? Jesus chose his battles and we should do. Here's what I noticed, and I hope you read this, and if you're, if you're ready, you can, you can you know, take a picture of this slide I'm going to present to you. This is powerful. Jesus fights and gives his life when evil steps over the powerless, but not when someone is stepping on his own privileges. I repeat, Jesus he didn't have to pay for his own tax, for the temple tax. It was his right, it was his privilege. But he said, so as not to offend, he will pay like everyone else. I want you to see how different we are. Contrast this to our battles. Most are petty. We fight the waiter who is parang tekamuna. But lagi yung ibang table ang ang, ang na pansin. You know, and so we, we blow our top, you know. Or, for example, we're in the bank, tapos ang haba haba ng pila, you know, and, and <laughs> bakit namang ganito, you know. Um, diba may, may, kami mga customer, why, why are you not? You know, we, we get angry at these petty things. Okay, kaya, date, before the pandemic, you know, na, na, na delay yung flight. You know, we, we get angry and, and we, we go to the, the girl in, behind the counter as, as, as if. She was the one who caused the delay. You know, and then you go and you berate and you get angry. And, you know, Jesus, Jesus, question, question. I'm, I'm going to ask you this question, and it's a very, very, very real question. Are you ready? How many times have we lost close friends, family members, even our own children, because our pride got hurt? Because we lost our little privileges because we didn't get what we deserved. And so we withdrew or we, we said something in anger and we offended others. My dear friends, Jesus is saying, if it's just about our little privileges and you know what, our little pride was stepped on, hey, hey, very important, choose your battles. What's the antidote to this insecurity? It's all insecurity, you know? Oh, my my pride got hurt. Oh, my little privileges was stepped on. I'm going to... Wait, wait, wait. Maybe it's all about our insecurity. Why can Jesus give up his personal rights? Why can Jesus give up his little privileges? Here's the answer. Jesus is secure. (laughs) And Jesus knows his identity. He knows Whatever is taken from him, God will repay. My dear friend, I'm, I'm not talking about abusive relationships. Of course not. If there's abusive relationships, you know, set boundaries, you know, create distance, protect yourself. I'm, I'm not talking about abusive relationships. I'm talking about those times where, you know, we feel as though we didn't get what we deserve. Choose your battles. Friend, here's the thing be secure. Be very secure in your place in God's heart. Know that whatever is taken away from you, God will fully repay. Trust in God. Trust in Jesus who is your brother. He gave his life for you on the cross so that you will be in equal footing with him. I want you to pray with me. This is deep. (laughs) This is deep. You know, um, finding your security and knowing your place in God's heart. Pray with me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Put your hand over your chest as a symbol that you pray with all your heart. Put it like this and then just say this, Lord, thank you for embracing me. Father, thank you. I am your child. I celebrate this identity and thank you Jesus. You are my brother and you treat me as your sibling and that you want me to enjoy the same blessing as a child of one family. And thank you Lord, help me to choose my battles and help me to be more secure in you. So I don't have to be too sensitive to those times when, you know, my rights are stepped upon, my privileges are taken away and I do not get what I deserve. Oh Lord, remove that, all that insecurity and help me to be the bigger person. Help me, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I receive your love. Amen and amen.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit
1: feast.ph radio.